0: One of the best ways to relieve this feeling is to slow down and to use your breath. Oftentimes when we are busy and stressed, that's when it's really easy to put ourselves on the back burner and not prioritize ourselves. But that's when we need to focus on it the most. And breath work is one of the most powerful ways to calm down your nervous system and to release and let go of the stress and the overwhelm that you're feeling and what better time to share that I have created break the binge breathwork bundle which is a self-paced course that allows you to experience the magic of breathwork whenever you want or need throughout the day whether you are feeling super overwhelmed and stressed you are feeling low in energy, you're having that urge or that impulse to binge, you are dealing with guilt from a binge episode or overeating, and so much more. So just a few moments of breathwork can radically change how you are feeling and get you into a more peaceful, more grounded state. So to check out all the details of this breathwork bundle, you can go to sustainablehealthproject.com forward slash breathwork bundle, and you can join and get access to all of the breathwork sessions right away. Again, that is sustainablehealthproject.com forward slash breathwork bundle, or you can always click the link down below in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to experience the magic of breath work. And let's dive into this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Ditch Decade Diets podcast. Today, I'm really excited about this one because it's kind of been a theme. I've had a a lot of clients these past few weeks who have felt really overwhelmed and stressed out, especially with their work. And I know how frustrating this can feel when it feels like you have so much to do, which is overwhelming, and then you're overwhelmed because you don't know where to start, and then you feel like you're behind, which gives you even more stress, even more, uh, a greater sense of overwhelm. And maybe you find yourself not sticking to your morning routine, not getting in your workouts or turning to food more often, overeating, binging a little bit more. And I know this can be a lot. And I personally have had experience with this. I used to always feel anxious and overwhelmed all the time. It was kind of my identity. So to speak, I lived in my masculine a lot, which is really just this, this hustle mentality, this go, go, go work, work really, really hard. Um, and I had this belief that the harder that I worked, the more successful that I would be. And not just with my career, but with my workouts, with My food, hence why I ended up with a poor relationship with food, exercise, and my body, because I would always hustle my way there, right? Well, I needed less food. I needed to do more cardio. I needed to work out harder. It was always this mentality of, I need to be doing more. And even with my business, when I first started, it was always this hustle mode, right? I would work extremely long hours. I would work all day, even on the weekends and really no set schedule, not really any clear boundaries. I would put myself on the back burner sometimes. And I felt like crap because it left me burnt out. So I know how crappy of a feeling it can be when you're feeling stressed, when you're overwhelmed. And although you know, we're, there's not really a way to completely eliminate the stressors in our lives. I do really believe that there are ways that we can manage and cope with these sensations. So my hope for you in listening to this podcast is to really just give you some tangible tools that helped me big time in becoming less overwhelmed and stressed that can really help you as well. Now, before we dive in, I wanted to share that although stress and overwhelm aren't the main reasons why you binge, it can definitely impact, you know, cravings and your sleep, your hormones, energy levels, your mood, your habits, your routine. So it definitely is really important to navigate the stress. And like I said, be able to manage and cope with it. I do want you to try not to link the stress with binge eating because it's really easy to blame your binge eating because you've had a stressful day or blame the fact that you ate too much or blame the fact that you ate something that you didn't want to eat because you're overwhelmed, because you're stressed. When we link the two, we, we kind of blame one on the other, right? Well, it was just because I had a stressful day. Or every single time you're stressed, you'll just say, well, why don't I just binge? Because this is what I do. Every single time I binge I, or every single time I'm stressed, that's when I turn to food. So release that association and release the identity of I'm an emotional eater or I'm a stress eater because that can really impact your behaviors with food. So let's go ahead and dive on in. I'm going to share four tips that will help you to become less stressed and lo- less overwhelmed. So the first one is to focus on the big three. Now, what I specifically mean by this is really having at each day three main focuses or three main tasks for the day. So what I personally like doing is one day per week. Typically it's a Sunday. I will write down and figure out everything that I need to do for the week. And every single day, I will focus on three things out of that list that I can focus on. So for example, for me as an entrepreneur, it might be like today, <laughs> record podcasts. That's one thing. The second thing, I have a coaching call with my clients. And then the third thing would be to plan out my group breathwork session tonight. This is literally the three things that I'm focusing on for today. And it really just allows you to stay focused. And when you focus on just, you know, three things, it doesn't feel as overwhelming as looking on your to-do list, right? If you had an entire to-do list that's, you know, the size of, I don't even know, it's a really long list, right? It can feel overwhelming just simply looking at all of the tasks that you need to do. So each day, what are the three main focuses that I need to, to accomplish, right? For you, maybe it's, grocery shopping, maybe it's your workout, and then maybe it's cleaning the bathroom. It could be maybe three personal things that you need to get done. And then three things for work, obviously, depending on, you know, how much flexibility you have with your work schedule, but even with work, maybe it's, you, maybe you give yourself three things for the day. Like, okay, I need to make sure that I go through those specific emails. I have to make sure that I schedule the meeting that I said I was going to with my boss. And then one more thing, right? So that's really what helps me. And I like to plan all of my personal stuff. First, the me stuff first, the things that matter the most, Right. And that kind of actually goes into the second tip that I have, which is to use Google Calendar. This has been game changing, you guys, for, for everything. I like to color coordinate everything. So pink is personal, it's kind of me time. So that's like when I go for my walks, my workouts my yoga, whether I'm getting my nails done, whatever is in pink, that's personal. I have all of my work stuff, which is purple. And then I have red, which is like important things that I need to make sure. So maybe it's like, um, I don't know, sometimes it will be like, you know, make sure to send out this email or do you wanna still use Amazon Prime? It's coming up, like just little things like that. Um, that's how I kind of do it. And like I said, I plan my personal stuff first because it's not selfish to say I matter the most. I can't show up as the best version of myself unless I focus on myself. So in Google calendar, my personal is pink. So I literally will have it planned in my calendar. My walk with my husband in the morning, I will plan out all of my yoga classes I will plan out my workouts and then I will plan out the rest of the things that I need to do. And it's really awesome. I have a lot of things re recurring, right? I tend to go to the same yoga classes every single week. And that just allows me to really be consistent. Like I know every Monday I go five to six every Tuesday, four 30 to five 30. Like I know what, what days, what times I go. And that really helps me. Of course, you don't have to, you know, work out at the same time every single day or go to a yoga class at the same time or do your morning routine at the same time every single day. You have to, of course, see what feels best for you. But I like to just make it simple. So put everything into your calendar. And I'm talking about Even when you're doing your personal stuff, right? Even when you're going grocery shopping, when do you cook? When are you doing laundry? When are you doing your morning routine? When are you doing your workouts? It's so important. My husband always says, if it's not in the calendar, it doesn't get done. And it's so true. It's just like a meeting that you have to attend right? Like these things are really important. And when you have a place for everything, okay, laundry happens on this day, cooking happens on this day, grocery shopping happenings at this day, you can rest and relax knowing it's going to get done. And it's one less stressor that you have to worry about versus when am I going to get the laundry done? Or when am I going to go grocery shopping? When am I going to cook? it's in the calendar. And on Thursday, you don't have to stress out about it because it's in the calendar for Saturday, for an example, right? So also something that's really important that I've (laughs) I've had to learn kind of the hard way is to put nothing in your calendar. And what I mean by that is having white space. And You know, I would always book things like back to back to back to back again, that hustle mentality, right? I can't be sitting on the couch. I can't be doing nothing. I have to be doing something, but you need time in your day to allow yourself to rest, to allow yourself to do what you want, to allow yourself to even heck give yourself permission to be on social media, just like with your relationship with food. If you tell yourself you can't eat bread, you're going to want bread even more. Well, same with social media. If you tell yourself like, well, I shouldn't be on social media. I can't be on social media. You're going to probably find yourself being on it so much more. So what if you just had that white space to maybe rest on the couch for a little bit? or watch an episode of Netflix or scroll on social media for a little bit. Like give yourself that time, give yourself that time. And also something that's really important is to have catch up time for things that maybe you wanted to get done throughout the week, but maybe you couldn't get to it. Maybe this is like a Friday, maybe it's a Saturday. Like what are some things that you wanted to get done? You didn't get the opportunity to do it. And now you're just you know, you're just catching up. And another important thing is what are your boundaries? What's your cutoff time? Maybe you have a cutoff time for when you look at your phone. Maybe you have a cutoff time for when you turn off your laptop. Maybe you're working from home and maybe you have flexible hours. Well, are you done at five and still working at 6:30? Like what are your specific boundaries? And three things that I've kind of learned over the years when implementing this strategy of using Google calendar is number one, things take way longer than you think. So you got to block off more time than you actually think. Like I, I remember so many times like, oh, I can record a podcast and edit the podcast and do this and do that within this amount of time. And it took me like, three times as long as I actually thought. So block off more time than you actually think. The second thing, put less on your to-do list, less on your calendar, and you're going to get more done because that means you're going to be less overwhelmed. And when you check something off your to-do list, and you get it done, right? Like those big three for the day, you feel so much more accomplished and productive versus, oh shoot, I still have so many things to do and you just feel defeated. So put less on your to-do list, less on your calendar and you're gonna get so much more done. The third thing that I've learned is you can plan as much as you want. You can try to have this perfect plan of when you're gonna do things, And it will never be perfect according to plan. And you need to be okay with that. And that's why white space is important. Catch-up time is important. And putting less on your calendar is also really important so that you don't overwhelm yourself, okay? So just as a recap, the first tip that I have is focus on the three big tasks for the day. The second tip I have is to use Google Calendar. And number three is to have non-negotiables. So what I mean by this is you want to have things in your day that are non-negotiable. Despite how busy you are, how stressed you are, how overwhelmed you are, how chaotic life gets, you want non-negotiables for yourself. Because you can't show up in the best way if you're depleted. You can't show up in the best way if you are stressed and you're overwhelmed. You matter the most. So, non negotiables are really just things that you can do despite your busy schedule. Maybe that is movement, right? Maybe that's a walk or stretch. Maybe it's some yoga. Or maybe your non-negotiables is like, I I have to do like somewhat of a morning routine. Even if it's two minutes or five minutes, I have to do my morning routine. What's that going to look like for you? For me personally, some of my non-negotiables is of course movement. I doesn't matter if I go to yoga or I go for a walk or I do some weights, I need to move my body. That makes me happy. I have more energy. I'm more focused and non-negotiables doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be the same length of time. So maybe one week you're extra overwhelmed. You're extra busy with work or family life, whatever it is. Well, maybe You don't do a 20 minute walk. You do a 10 minute walk, or maybe you don't do a, I don't know, a 10 minute meditation. You do a one minute meditation. There are so many things like another non-negotiable for me is my morning routine, but it changes every single day. I used to wake up way earlier than in this season of my life right now. I'm kind of allowing myself to sleep in a little bit more. That's just what my body is kind of asking for. So I'll still do my morning routine, but sometimes it's like a quick breathwork session like this morning, quick breathwork, a five-minute meditation, gratitude, and just like a tiny little bit of journaling. But some days I have longer and I can do a longer breathwork session or a longer meditation, right? But it's still a non-negotiable. So I still try to squeeze it in. And the best part about non-negotiables is it allows you to prioritize yourself, right? And it allows you to still feel in momentum and it allows you to also release the all or nothing mentality, right? (laughs) Right. Well, if I can't get an an hour workout, what's the point? Or if I can't do my morning routine for 20 minutes, what's the point? We want to release that because just a little bit of something is better than not doing anything at all, right? So for you, maybe your non-negotiables is, you know, getting enough water throughout the day. Maybe it's sleep. Sleep is a big one for me. Like I can't go to bed late. (laughs) I had my wedding reception not too long ago. And I went to bed at like three in the morning and I was, I've been knocked out for like over a week. My body is just like, why did you do that? <laughs> so what of my non-negotiables, no matter how much I need to do, no matter how busy I feel like I need to go to bed at a decent time. That's really, really important. So really asking yourself, like, what are your non-negotiables? I love doing this with my clients whenever they're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, or let's say they're moving or they are starting a new job or something is happening in their life, or they're going on vacation or they're having friends over for the weekend. It's like, how can you still prioritize one to three non-negotiables? That's going to help you to take those steps forward. Okay. Now the last tip that I have for you in reducing overwhelm and stress, which is probably like The most important one is to have time in your day for fun, rest, and pleasure. This was something that I never felt I had time for. Again, going back to this masculine energy, this go, 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 got to be doing something. I don't have time for rest. I don't have time for fun. I don't have time for pleasure. Got to hustle my way through. And That just makes things really difficult. (laughs) So it's important to have time in your day for those things. Think back to like when you were a kid. What got you excited? Maybe it was coloring, maybe it was painting, maybe it was dancing or watching a funny movie. How can you start implementing that into your day? It's not just you know, something that is a good idea, it's really important. And especially rest, like rest when your body needs it, slow down. If your body is asking for that. So often we get these nudges, we get these sensations in our body that says like, I'm really fatigued. I need to rest. And what I used to do is I would dismiss that and just kind of push through and push through and push through. But that never allowed me to show up as my best self. And I would only be giving like 25% when really if I just allowed myself to rest because that's what my body needed, then I could have shown up so much better and actually did the task that I was trying to do in a more efficient way. And we all have different seasons. We can't be go, go, go all the time. Like I said, I used to wake up really early and now my body for whatever reason is asking for a little bit more sleep. And I've been sleeping in and it feels weird. And sometimes I'm like, but I should be getting up earlier. I still have to sometimes quiet that inner critic voice. Like, why are you sleeping in? You should be getting stuff done. Like you have a lot to do today. And I have to just remind myself, like it's okay. Right. This is a different season in my life. My body is asking for a little bit of stillness, a little bit more sleep. It's okay. And I had a a client that I think it was a few weeks ago. She mentioned that she was feeling really tired. And she was mentioning that she wanted food for energy. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, right? It's like, I'm so tired. Well, maybe food will give me more energy, right? And she was like, I feel like I need to take a nap, but I probably shouldn't be taking a nap throughout the day. And there was that shouldn't, there was that judgment piece. And I said, go, go take a nap your, your body is literally asking for you to take a nap. And she took a nap and she felt way more energized. She didn't binge. She didn't turn to food. That's what her body needed. And what if you just started listening to your body? And I know that can feel really hard, especially, you know, through years of dieting, being so disconnected from your body, being so disconnected from how you feel. But the only way that we're going to start, you're going to be able to start reconnecting to your body is by feeling a certain sensation and, and tuning in and listening. And this was a practice for me for so many things when I was tired and I maybe planned a workout, right? Instead of forcing myself to do the workout, I would say, no, it's, it's okay. I can wrap. I could do my workout tomorrow or I could just go for a walk if I don't want to lift weights. Right. I could sleep in. It's this permission. And that's an act of self-care. Sometimes we think we're doing better for ourselves by pushing through and doing more. But the best thing that you can do for yourself is to listen and to give your body what it needs, because when you listen and you give your body what it needs, your body is going to work in sync with you. If you're disregarding the signals, you're pushing through, then you're going to end up with so much more stress. You're going to end up with, it could lead to chronic health issues, gut issues, right? Spikes in cortisol, right? Cravings can be off. Hormones can be off. Mood can fluctuate. So less is sometimes more. And you're not lazy. I had a really train my brain to not say that I'm lazy for slowing down. In fact, sometimes it's the most productive thing to do nothing, right? It's the most productive thing to slow down, to rest so that you can speed up. So again, I'm going to summarize these Four things that really helped me to reduce stress and overwhelm. Number one, focusing on the top three things that need to get done for the day. Number two, use Google. (laughs) Number two, use Google calendar. Number three, have non-negotiables throughout the day or the week. Maybe one to three things that can keep you in momentum. And number four, have time in your day for fun, rest, and pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you found it super helpful and you will begin implementing some of these strategies that I shared today. And if you are really wanting to let go of the stress and the overwhelm that you're feeling, You got to try breathwork, whether you only have 30 seconds between back-to-back meetings or a few moments in the morning, breathwork is extremely helpful in getting you out of your busy, chaotic mind and into your body so you can feel more relaxed, energized, and productive. So go ahead and check out my breathwork bundle where I've put together 18 different breathwork sessions for you. So all you need to do is press play and breathe. You can view all of the details by going to sustainablehealthproject.com forward slash breathwork bundle, and you can join and get access to all of the breathwork sessions right away. Again, that is sustainablehealthproject.com forward slash breathwork bundle, or as always, you can click the link down below in the show notes. And as one of my mentors used to always say, you are one breath away.